so much for downloading this episode of So What Do You Really Do, the podcast where I, your host, Dan Ardell, does not speak with artists and entertainers about their day jobs. And I don't know why I'm doing a live intro in front of my guests, because I never do that in studio. <laughs> I never do it in front of other people unless I'm on the road. But I am in the studio, and I think it's just habit, because I've been doing so many podcasts on the run and on the go, that now to sit down in my own studio that I finally finished working on, it's never finished. Nothing's ever finished. <laughs> like, I'm already devising more rewiring things. I'm, it's amazing I'm not unplugging things as I'm talking right now, but uh, in studio are uh, two of my favorite comedians in town, uh, Kathy Ferris and Jessica Ferris. Hey, that last name is not a coincidence. No, they are related. It's mother and daughter, and just to let the listeners know, the reason why they're here is because I had a great idea a couple months back. Um, if you listen to the podcast a lot, you know that I write for Dick Boston. Um, I wrote the comedy section for Dick Boston, which is just basically it's it's a sham. I'm I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating a a a uh, nonprofit because all I do ninety uh, percent uh, of my my writings is just me writing up questions, emailing them to a friend, forcing them to answer it, and then I just hand it over to my boss and go here proofread this, <laughs> and then they send me a check. It's it's a, I'm 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 scamming them somehow, but. Uh, so the idea was to help promote the Women in Comedy Festival. Two of the ideas I came up with was the Women of Comedy Roundtable, which uh, was Kathy Ferris and oh, not Kathy Ferris, sorry, Kelly McFarlane, Carolyn Plummer, Trisha Auld, Noye Brown West, Sarah Martin, Krista Weiss, and I think that's it. There was a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, um, just like a State of the Union type address. Uh, and also, I want to say, hey. Here's something interesting and new. What if I do a Q&A with a mother and daughter comedy duo? Because even in, uh, like, obviously you're the only two in Boston who are doing it. Pretty uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, you're the only mother and daughter <laughs> combo. Not together. I mean, you're going to do no. a comedy together as a Schmothers Brothers act. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I think we did that once. Yeah, we have done duo sets. Obviously it didn't go well because we didn't continue our partnership. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... And then uh, I decided because that's something interesting, I could use that. And then, of course, I just never got the timing down right to do it. So here we are in mid-August when you're about to go back to school. Yeah. August. <laughs> it's August 2nd, and it's already mid-August to me. I'm a <laughs> moron. Uh, but you're about to go back to school. Kathy's just going to... Still here. Still, yeah. She's just going to be a mother at home and, here, right? and doing her stuff. So I figured now would be a good time since, I don't know, school's coming back. I don't want to... We're going to lose you. Which, by the way, Jessica Ferris... Which I'm gonna say first and last names probably throughout most of this just for no reason. <laughs> okay. Um, where are you going to school? I go to Stonehill. I'm not sure if people know of that school, but it's in Easton. I feel like I always have to explain it to people because they forget it exists. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm double majoring in English and secondary education, so I'm trying to be a teacher. Yeah. Okay. And where is Stoneham? Stonehill. It's Stonehill. Easton. It's like on the Easton and Brockton. Um, okay. Border. Yeah. Okay, so it's what about an hour south of of here? Probably. I'm very bad at geography. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would it's, not. It's about 38 minutes from our house, so uh, which was one of the criteria they just had for school. Yeah. Oh, was to be close to home. See, most kids, they're like, I can't wait to get as far away from this house as I can. Right. I, it's really hard when your only friend is your mom, so you kind of <laughs> have to, like... <laughs> so true. So true. I don't know. It seems to be working out well for my sister. I, yeah. <laughs> My sister and uh, well, my mother's only friend was her sister and her mother. That I that I like. Apparently, she had other friends, but nobody ever saw them. Uh, and now that my grandmother's passed, I guess she made a new friend who has a uh, 
a timeshare in Ocean City. And I think that's the only reason why my mom's friends with her. <laughs> I think she just went like, who has a beach house I can hang out at? All right, cool. Right. You. We're friends yeah. now. I actually um, have timeshare too. That's actually a really good retirement plan to get friends. I like it. Can yeah. can you retire one weekend a year though? Is that isn't that what a timeshare is? You, get, you pay a lot of money for one weekend a year, <laughs> or one week a year. I don't know. I never got the point of a timeshare. Like I get a point of a summer home, uh-huh. a place you can go to yeah. any time of the year, whenever you want. But right. paying money to rent an apartment with forty nine other people. I know, but you just feel rich for the week or something like that. I guess. You know what I mean? Okay. Powerful. I mean, hey, look, when I when I when I'm uh, when I'm buying fizzy water instead of regular water. There you go. Yeah, I feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a goddamn Rockefeller. So. <laughs> but uh, Kathy, now I always because I know you are a teacher at Improv Boston. Right. Um, but I always want to say that you think that you are an actual teacher, which you're not. Uh, well, I mean, you teach comedy, but you don't teach in a school or anything like that. No, no, I don't have like full employment with like a 401k or anything like that. No, I just, uh, yeah, I teach at Improv Boston and, you know, produce some shows here or there, do workshops. Mm. But no, I'm basically, I am a stay-at-home mom. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So stay-at-home mom and full-time comedian. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, uh, yeah that's all I do. I teach and, and I perform yeah. okay but because i know obviously you're not the only child you have two younger siblings i have no uh, <laughs> one older sister one older sister yeah. which is, is about it? the equivalent of two younger siblings <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if we stack the younger ones on top of each other in a trench coat they would yeah be... <laughs> right, right no jesse's my youngest and now she's moved out so this is the first year that i'm an empty nester and it's really awkward now that when you're a stay-at-home mom and there's nobody at home anymore <laughs> it's it's getting weird how how much older is your older sister than you? She's three years older than me. Okay, so yeah. she's in mid twenties, mm-hmm. um, and she's been out of the house for a while, obviously. Uh, yeah, she's in Vermont. So and oh she yeah, stayed she's, there she's over the summer. So yeah, she's gone. Did no? I, I want to. Uh, this is a good. I think going to be a good question because uh, I had this syndrome. But I'm a, uh, I'm the middle child mm-hmm. of four. Um, my older brother went away to school. When he went to college, he went to. Uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which is an hour and a half away from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and since he went so far away and basically just lived in Philly and never came home except for holidays, like he didn't come home for summers, yeah. he just stayed there. I felt it was difficult for me to do the same because of my family life. So I stayed closer to home. I went to school like an hour. You know, I st- lived at home or I you know, got my own apartment in the neighborhood. Like I didn't uh. move more than five miles away. The, the first time I moved more than eight miles away from my family is when I moved to Boston. So did that, that your sister went away to Vermont like that? Do you feel like that influenced you to stay closer to home? You know, yeah, I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so. Like, although I don't think I would have gone far anyways. I'm just not a travel type person or, and I can't, um, what is it called? Survive on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She has like the lifestyle of an 80 year old. Like yeah. she's in a robe by like four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> True story. I'm sorry to keep you up so late. Yeah, I went to the uh, to the movies last night at nine thirty, and I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> it's just too late for me. <laughs> well, in fairness, I fall asleep all the time, no matter what time of day, because I don't sleep at night. So, like today, I get yelled at by my boss because I literally was <laughs> like in mid click in front of my computer. It's not like I'm sneaking on the desk and hiding a dick now. Yeah, I'm literally working just. Just narcolepsy out. 
Nice. Yeah, like I'm in the middle of like typing words and just passing out. That takes um, some real gumption. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I respect that. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying not to get fired from this job. Employee of the month. <laughs> like it's kind of a joke amongst all of us mm-hmm. at the, in the op center that that yeah I'm gonna fall asleep twice a day in the afternoon and in the morning at least yeah. once. But I, today for this whole week we have somebody else. My boss is Phil in who sits right behind me and he just instead of just going rolling with it which why would a boss roll with that he yeah. rings a bell behind me and goes Dennis <laughs> he just dings like a like a, 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 a hotel yeah. lobby bell that we have because I don't know why but he would like ring that and I'm like yes no I know I'm not doing this on purpose I swear <laughs> so yeah it doesn't don't feel bad about falling asleep <laughs> at, at 9.30 at night at a movie right. do you just not sleep at night then I don't at yeah all? I don't sleep if I said I don't sleep well that would imply that I sleep I don't yeah, I have <laughs> I I don't sleep well. I I don't I don't even when I am when I do actually get real sleep, it's usually two three hours at at most. Like I've never I've never been fully asleep for more than five six hours at a time. That's my entire life. Crazy. Like, that's yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm a walking stroke risk. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a sleep study, right. a sleep study with a doctor, and they're like, "You, need, we need to figure out why this happened because you're yeah. going to die." Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if, if that don't kill me, something else will. But um, so yeah, don't feel bad that you're older, or that you feel like an old house, old soul. Yeah, yeah, old definitely. Soul. I don't know if I'd call it an old soul, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> old soul okay. would imply wisdom, right? right? right, right. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Need to work on that. And this kind yeah. of problem is not easy when you're a comedian, as you know, because nobody does stand up in the middle of the day, Jessica. <laughs> it is really hard. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's there there here tales of colleges that will hire comedians to tell jokes in the middle of like a <laughs> college cafeteria. Sure, sure, but it's not like big demand. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's and it's also like apparently torture to right, try and talk right. to teenage kids who are living on oh, their God. own for their first time and. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to relate to them by telling them jokes. That's the worst. I'm one of them, and I wouldn't want to perform stand-up in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do your friends back at school know that you are uh, that you do stand-up? Yeah, like most of them do. I like I try my best not to bring it up anymore because I feel like every time I bring it up, people are like, okay, tell me eight jokes right now <laughs> and like prove yourself I don't believe you. And I'm like... I don't have a quick wit, surprisingly, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. Let me get my notebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Kathy, how long have you been doing stand-up? Seven, eight years? Uh, about seven years, yeah. Seven years, yeah. and then, what, two, three? Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Something like that, because you're young. Started... That's math. I started at 15. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so on and off since 15, she yeah. started, okay. yeah. Did, were you inspired to do it because your mom was doing it? Yeah, definitely. I didn't even think it was, like, in the like an option for me until I realized well she offered to be like hey you want to take a class and I was like sure well you didn't make her take your class with you no no no, no. it wasn't like that all we were driving to school one day and she's like you know what I think this might be a good thing for me because she's you know the typical like shy introverted person um this looks like fun by the time I picked her up from school, I'm like, so you're going to Improv Boston tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but at the time, I wasn't teaching at that time. So, Who was uh, who was the instructor? Gary Peterson. Oh, Gary. Yeah, he's great. awesome. Gary's, Gary's great. Uh, yeah. And Gary's also a guy who, like, knows comedy 
well. Like mm-hmm. uh, I just yeah. had Dana J. Biden in here, and I'm not. This is not a pejorative thing to say about Dana, but Dana is he's more of a, of a workshop guy. Yeah. Um, and that's what his own words. Whereas Gary is like, all right, the here's the root of a joke, and mm-hmm. like he'll dig down and show you how each word and combination fits together yeah. structurally to make. A joke like like he puts jokes together like I put Legos together. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's funny. I actually took the class twice, and the second time I took it was with Dana, and it was it was super helpful to have like two different like very different comedians, both super successful, but like having their input, I felt I I it was very beneficial, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. Kathy, when uh, since you got her into stand up, what was the thing that inspired you to get into it? Who was the person forcing you to go to IB? um, Well, (laughs) I wanted to do... I had taken a class when I first got married. I was 23. I got married really young. And I took a class, and I liked it. So you got married like two, three years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, Dennis. Um, And I just never went back to it. For like 19, 19 and a half years, I said I was going to do it. And then my older daughter, um, I wanted her to try out for this improv group. Um, and this play and she's like I don't want to do it and I heard myself doing the same thing like well you don't know unless you try and I felt kind of like a hypocrite because it was something that I knew I wanted to do but I had a lot of good excuses not to do it and it seemed like a good time in my life to do it because I could leave the kids at home um, and not have DSS after me (laughs) so uh, I took a class I said you try out for these plays and I'll take this class and I really didn't want to do it. I was scared. That, that, that was a terrifying thing for me to do. Um, I'm always amazed at people who just jump right in and be there. And for me, it took, like, so much just to get in the car and get over to IB. But, yeah, so that's how I started. I just took a class, and I took it with Rob Crean, who's great. Uh, got a couple yeah. minutes together and then started figuring out, oh, this is how you do this. Um, then I did it. I was like, ah, I did it. Took a couple months off and realized this isn't how you do it. You know, you <laughs> have to get out there, do open mics. So then I went back, took a couple more classes consecutively just to get the discipline of, of getting out there and just. Yeah, that's one of the, sense. that's the, one of the, I, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who's against classes. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not for them. I think they're <gasps> fine. Yeah. Um, I would tell people you're, it will never hurt. The only thing is, taking a class will do is hurt your bank account. That's it. Like it, it can only benefit your comedy, yeah. Maybe, and uh, depending on who the teacher is, and depending and, and on how what you do with it. I do. mean, if you just show up thinking like, "Well, I'm here, so now I'm a comedian," yeah. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and what the the good thing, the number one most beneficial thing is it teaches discipline right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, that discipline in writing, which is definitely a necessity. Because um, I hate my personal pet peeve when it comes to people in comedy is. The people who write a five, who write a uh, who write a killer five, ten minute, fifteen minute, whatever, and then just stop writing entirely. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll riff at things, but they don't have open mics. They're not doing mater- new material. They may do some jokes about something that happened to them recently and call that material, but for the most part, they're just lying on that set. They're you know coasting on that five ten minute mm-hmm. set that they wrote, and I'm just like, come on, man! Like, don't yeah. you have? dreams to do an hour like don't you want a headline and mm-hmm. you know do you really want to keep getting 10 15 minute showcase sets around town oh somebody gave you a 30 minute set and you did 10 minutes of material five minutes of stuff that you wrote that day and then 10 minutes of crowd work no mm-hmm. come on i'll tell you that you know now in year seven um that actually 
that was the hardest thing for me because, you know, getting a five together, that took me like a year or two, two years to get a five that I really liked. And then, you know, like I stuck with that and then I got a 10 and then to get to that 15, 17 was really tough. And then I kind of stuck there and it took me a little bit to be like, nope, Kath, this is different. And doing 20, 30 minutes is a really different pace than doing a five-minute set. Yeah. And no one really teaches that. It, this is just all experience that you get. And you have to really stumble through that. You know, it's it gets hard and awkward, and then you try to figure it out. But a lot of that is, for me, that was always my safety net, where it's like, well, I'll just go back to my five or ten because I like that and that, you know, that feels safe. Where being out there and just having to pace differently and not getting, you know, boom, 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 laughs, uh, that was tough. Yeah, especially since your comedy in general is, I, I, you're very set up punchline, set yeah. up punchline. Yeah. I very narrative where I'm okay if I don't have a, a laugh every ten seconds as long as I'm keeping them engaged and entertained. Right. Uh, that's how I convince myself that it's okay to not have laughter sometimes. <laughs> but no, I but think like that's for a me to thing. write five minutes, yeah. I just take a topic. Now, granted, there may, the, the, the laughs aren't going to be as impactful and long and, or, mm-hmm. or, or aren't sustain, the laughs aren't as sustainable as, you know, set up punchline, set up punchline, mm-hmm. set up punchline. But I have this narrative, so it's easier for me to come up with three, four, five minutes because I can begin with this story and, and, and or begin with this concept and go mm-hmm. right to the end of this concept. Right. Um, whereas I envy the people that can take three words, four words, five words, and then turn that into, you know, a premise and those five, six, seven words are a premise and those two, three words are a punchline because it's, it's just doesn't work for me that way. So see, I'm the opposite, especially trying to do 20 or 30. That's where, it, that's where it's difficult because yeah. you got used to like, you know, five minutes for me is what, 24, 26 punchlines, um, where that's not how you do 30. Yeah. And cause even, you know, even while it's great and amazing, that gets just after you know, ten minutes of set of punch on stage on the line. I don't care how great the jokes are; the audience just gets burned out. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. makes that ten minutes feel like an hour sometimes. I'm I sure. I the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still learning this stuff, but absolutely. So I, I envy the other piece where you know when you can stand at it and be like, "I'm getting there," and I have the confidence that you're going to get there with me. Um, that that's that's a learning curve for me i agree like people that are like great at like the storytelling type comedy i can't do uh-huh. that but they're like they can be so hypnotic like they're not even telling joke they're just setting it up but the way they're doing it is like funny in itself and it's, it's amazing to watch i can't do that personally yeah i mean i'm not yeah. doing it well i'm just saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't yeah. a let me toot my own horn no, moment, no, no, no. But uh, it's just that's how my brain works no, that's what it. my brain it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the other style of comedy yeah, yeah. there's a which yeah. yeah, I think that's I think it's the no matter what what you are as a comedian, you're always looking at yeah, st- yeah. someone else's style, going, "I wish I could do that." Right, yeah. right. And you have to remember not to like be true to yourself too. There's so many times I've had a show where I have to talk myself back into being like, "But this is how you do it," and it's not because you're forcing yourself to do it this way. It's because it's natural. One of the interesting things for me was that I didn't see Je- Jesse didn't share her showcase with me like when she first did her. She didn't share her um, set with me until the week before showcase. 
and um, she's like, all right, well, here are my jokes. And uh, they were better than mine. <laughs> um, and even Gary Peterson had taken me aside at one point. He's like, how does it feel that your daughter is so much better at this than you? <laughs> um, and it felt proud in a way. But what was interesting is that um, we had the same cadence. So some like, of our things exactly are, the same. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really weird. Um, it's it's kind of interesting, though, because like, I will like get off the stage and people are like, did your mom write that for you? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, I can see. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen a lot of yours because uh, you don't get to do that many shows. No, not as much. Um, and I'm not. I don't show up to as many shows that I'm not. Well, most of the time when you're performing it's with Boston Comedy Chicks, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't show up to a lot of their shows because well, nobody's going to put me on. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point being supported? <laughs> no, uh, but it's yeah, it's just yeah, timing factor. But I've seen enough stuff, and yeah. There is a similar cadence, mm-hmm. but there's also a there is a, a, a difference. Whereas, like, Kathy is, uh, in my opinion, she's very monotone mm-hmm. and matter of fact, and it's yeah. uh, very separate. You still have a youthful. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to use the word anxiety <laughs> in your voice, but they're like you ha- kind of have the same cadence, but it's the tones a little bit right. brighter. I still- and yeah, I still have some it, joy I left almost in my say life. In, <laughs> I, I feel like the word is in, in, insecure voice, but that sounds pejorative, and that's not no. what I meant. No, as, I, I, as in like a yeah. hey guys. Right. I would actually agree with that. Yeah, it is kind. Of, it is kind of like a, a tense. Well, but I think I just think that comes with age, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, it, that's it, how you speak. Like, yeah. I you know there's a woman I work with at work who everything she says sounds like this. <laughs> and it's like I can't. Like her laugh is so bad. It's <laughs> like you know how bad how annoying your laugh has to be for a comedian to hate your laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just I think in the tone of your voice, even while your cadence and your rhythm is very similar uh, to Kathy's, it's because you learned yeah how to speak the way Kathy speaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I don't think I sound monotone at all. I feel like I'm super animated. Like, <laughs> th- th- like this is like a- right now hey, you are. Like- I think on stage you're a little more. You're a little yeah, more into so. a little yeah. more, uh, uns- and, which I see. Think there were times that I come off stage. I'm like, wow, that was super high energy. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, monotone. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, again, I don't mean in a majoritative way. It's no, a, no, it's no. A, I, hear, I hear it a lot, it, and it's just that I, I come off thinking like, wow, like I just that was a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy, Kath. You know, <laughs> go get a Gatorade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so monotone. Um, so it's. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't hear it. Don't hear uh, it. Rolling back to when you were trying to get through your first daughter into an improv class, uh-huh. do you feel like that was a little bit of you living, trying to live vicariously through her? I think it was a lot of me forcing her to do something. <laughs> um, and the the one, and as a parent, I've always done this thing of like, if I'm going to ask you to do something, if I'm going to ask you to make your bed, I'm going to make my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit of that. In it. I mean, she didn't make the troop. <laughs> and no one was surprised by that. But it was more of just getting getting out there, just doing something. Um, I think it was more of me talking to myself. Yeah, maybe projecting a little onto her. If we're going to get, you know, into the therapy part of this. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're, I have to find this out. There's, so, there's a Kathy Ferris comedy oh, therapist account out there somewhere is that you or is that just a coincidence that's me um that's uh laura severse's um, brainchild okay we actually have filmed several so her web series and we we filmed several of them okay um and they're just 
there. She actually was talking to me about it about a week ago. So yeah, which was super fun to do. She's a she's a really good writer. Uh, her and uh, Danica Jane. Um, so we filmed those like two years ago. So yeah, because uh, I was tagging that Twitter account for a long time, uh, thinking right? it was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I guess this is a gimmick that Kathy <laughs> came up on. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a really great concept. Where she, she had approached me about this right when we just started um, getting to know each other. Where you know, I'm going to bring in other comedians, and I'm going to write the script about you being their therapist. Um, and I love like the idea. Kind of like a Dr. Katz kind of thing. Kind of like a Dr. Katz kind of thing, right? Um, and I love the idea, and it was super fun. Um, and so I hope she brings it back or, you know, that some of them are like right there. Uh, so I just don't know where they are in terms of her editing process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is the, uh, can we, what is your sister's name? I don't want to keep referring to Kendra. her as the other one. Kendra. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, now that you say it, have I met her? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Kendra, yeah. I think I, now, when, as yeah. soon as you said, I'm like, not picturing a face, but I'm definitely going, Kendra Ferris. I've definitely yeah. seen that. Yeah, the yeah. I ask, uh, is she, and uh, is she, would she have ever gone into uh, comedy? If she Is that something that she... If Kendra went into comedy, and Jesse says too, she would be better than the two of us. She has such an ear for comedy. She watches all of my videos, and she can pinpoint exactly why something didn't work. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really eerie and amazing, and I... How many times I'm like, I will give you money if you sit down with me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. She's got a, she's got a great ear for comedy. Okay, um, that was one. I wondered, like, my older brother, my my most older brother, super outgoing, very charming, funny, but not anywhere original when it comes to, to comedy. Mm-hmm. Like he he's, he's living room funny. He's socially yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> My next older brother, uh, he is so analytical and bright. Like, he would be a great political comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, I have one brother who's yeah. funny and would be a terrible comedian on the stage. I have one brother who would be a brilliant satirist. Yeah. And then there's me, who's whatever. The one I doing am. it, right? Yeah, <laughs> the, one, yeah, right. the one doing it. Right. And I think, like, my my closer to older brother, he and I did a lot of, you know, he's a year and a half older than me. Mm-hmm. Then my other brother's 12 years older than me. So there was a huge gap between him and I. But so me and the, cl- the closer brother John grew up together, doing a lot of the same things together. And I definitely was always out doing, like you said, it was so much effort for you to convince yourself to get to IB. Uh-huh. Whereas I can't. I've been doing this so much of my life for so yeah. long that I can't imagine not going up there and doing these things. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I feel like sometimes I miss out on, like the fun of, like doing Laugh Boston for the first time and like I'm doing Laugh. This is gonna be great. Whereas. Yeah, of course I should be doing laugh. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. I, that's the next logical step or whatever. Um, which I'm not doing laugh. That's not <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, do do a bringer show or a Tony V show or something like that. Yeah. My old roommate Jesse Miles would get nervous and I'm like, Why are you nervous? It's like every other show. It's just a club. He goes, Yeah, but I, that's the club. Right, right. You know, right. Or, or doing Nick's. He's like, Nick's, it's an institution. It's been around forty years, it's been around longer than I am. Yeah. Like this is I'm excited to do this. I'm like I mean, to me, it's just another club, dude, you know? Uh, So I miss that envy stuff. But the point I was getting at was, I feel like, you know, if I I threw my brother Chris on stage, he would do fine. He would survive. He wouldn't like it, but he would survive. John would be more of a a comedy writer. Yeah. And me, I have to get up on that stage and do that stuff. So it's interesting to see how you all have the same, you know, you and your sister, you have the same influences. Yeah. Yeah, the same... 
you learned all the same things from the same people the same way, but there is yeah, a slight difference in, in the way that you, you are. Does, does she not do it because she has no desire to? Uh, she's more shy than okay. either one of us. Um, and I'm just the more talented one. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm you hear that, Kendra? <laughs> Gauntlet's been dropped. Yeah. Right? By the way, I just want to promote next week's guest. Kendra Ferris is going to be here to answer the rebuttal. Let's send her that piece. She'll have a, a panic attack. No, she's just, uh, she's just not into that. She has uh, lots of other interests. She's just not into that. She She will sit down and She's very kind, too. She'll sit down and, and look at your stuff with you, but um, just not something that she wants to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, growing up, there was. did you guys ever feel that you... At three years, it's probably, not, it's probably a large enough gap to where... Did you ever feel like you were competing with her in certain things? Oh, it's not a large enough gap. I absolutely am in competition <laughs> with my sister <laughs> over everything. If she would clean her room, I would clean it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I just... So you would clean her room better than her? I said no. that <laughs> grammatically incorrect. <laughs> I meant my own room. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're. I think. Well, I think I'm very competitive with her. I think she doesn't care. She does yeah. not <laughs> she, care. She, she, yeah, Jesse's running her own race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. She's yeah. Run, you're running your own race against her, and she. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I feel like it, it, well, there's only the two of you, so I. But I feel like that's a typical middle child um, thing because there's definitely like stereotypes to middle childs mm-hmm. coming from the guy who is a middle child. So yeah, I was I'm a middle child too. Yeah, right? my husband was too. So, which by the way, uh, great guy. I, I, enjoy, oh, yeah, I yeah. love when he comes <laughs> by the shows and I have some of the bullshit and hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, we like him. <laughs> well, it's because it's also the other way around for usually where it's a guy dragging his girlfriend or his wife to a show. Right. Um, and I was with, in the music, I, I did, uh, I managed punk bands for a bunch of years in Baltimore. So anytime I'm not with them, if they brought somebody with them, it was their girlfriends or wives. Mm-hmm. So for once to have somebody bring a guy <laughs> along, yeah, yeah. because, you know, at my age, any women who are in comedy at my, or around my age are usually single. So it's, <laughs> they're, they're not bringing somebody around. Right. It's nice when somebody brings their husband and he's just the one that you yeah. can sit in the back of the room with and bullshit. With. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's usually at the bar. I know, like, the, if, especially at the studio, if I was there, people would say, oh, is Jeff here? Yeah, Jeff's here. And then all of a sudden they would just go downstairs <laughs> hang out with Jeff. Well, the good news is the new studio, have you seen the uh Yes, it's the beautiful. Tour? Yeah, yeah. The, the new bar, you know, he won't have to go far. Right, There's no stairs right. involved. Rick has already said, like, there's Jeff's seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's excited. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with this. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm hoping, God, not, what has it been, 10 months out of? Yeah. Out of, you know, 10 months closed, like, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a turn, you know, turnkey, move stuff, move a couple of microphones over. Oh, but that's how any that. kind of like, uh, have you ever remodeled a kitchen? Forget it. They say <laughs> four months. It's not four months. Yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine being out of business for nine months. Yeah. And it's not like that business brings in that much money to where you can coast, but they got something, they're doing something right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I just hope that when it opens, we don't, he doesn't lose anybody because I like performing amongst the comedy studio. Yeah. Uh, genre. I've never been um, com- uh, co- uh, comic in residence. I'm never going to be, probably. But so I don't have that. I'm here for an entire month. A home feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know. I 
I feel like that's kind of what's missing a little bit right now, too, because I feel like I don't see anybody anymore, um, that everyone's kind of off doing their stuff. I know some of that is because there's a ton of shows, which is amazing in Boston. Um, but we always had this home base, or you always knew, like, on a Wednesday, you could go to the second floor and people would be there. So hope, hopefully, like, we get back to, to some of that, where if you are just around, you know that there's going to be comics somewhere. Yeah, we, so. we lost a clubhouse. Yes, that's a great way of saying it. So hopefully that comes back. That comes back, uh, especially with the oh, with the second bar feel, like with the the, yeah, the bar yeah. the bar being its own. Like they're gonna have their, uh, their its own bar. Which someday you'll be able to say that. Someday. <laughs> uh, what do you twenty? 19. 19. Okay. Twenty soon. Twenty soon. So Not yeah, really. sooner or later you don't know what it's like to pull up to a bar stool, but. Um, yeah. So getting on that, let's uh, move on to Comic and Residence since I brought that up. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your experience with Comic and Residence? Because I find it fascinating uh, just the process of, for people listening who don't know what it is, Comic and Residence is syllabus. Exactly. The local club here, the Comic Studio, would nominate 12 comedians every year as Comic and Residence, which means they do every single show for an entire month. Um, and each person gets their own month. And you did it uh, last did, year, right? Uh, two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got By it the way, I'm glad I remember that because if I was like, you did it, you're like, no. I was like, oh, fuck. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta edit this. No, then we uh, have this whole segment of like, why didn't I get it? <laughs> <laughs> New ranch. Oh, oh, yeah. We could, we could do an hour each on one. <laughs> but, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. With, so, for doing it two years ago, that was, you know, early in your, in your career. Yeah. You had barely had started doing comedy at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was very scary on the scene. Yeah. Uh, what's it to be, you know, a stay-at-home mom having to go to the club yeah. every day, what, 25, 26 shows in a month Yeah, to do it? What the, was that experience like? Yeah, because at that time, the only day you had off was Monday because you did a magic show on Tuesday. Um, it was it was incredible. Uh, you know, go getting into this, it was like, as I said, I fell into this class and then being getting this um, and having to turn to my family and saying, okay, I really want this. And, and they knew that I really wanted it. So when it came, um, we were all kind of prepared for it. But it was it was a sacrifice. You know, that's a lot of days out. Um, as a comedian, it was amazing. It was great because every night you got to perform. Um, and you really load up your schedule because then you maybe go do another show or what have you. Um, yeah, it, there's nothing like that experience to be able to do show after show after show. Um, Here in Boston, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, New York, I mean, you can put in the work and do yeah. three, three, four open mics or shows if you get to the level right. a night and a week. But, yeah, there's nothing here in Boston where you can have a scheduled 30, you know, 25, 60 shows in a row like that. Right. What was the, the most fun, I think, is in, uh, was that my first week, um, Jessica performed for the first time. Uh, because oh, really? yeah, that was oh, your first at the time. studio. Yeah, 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 that was your first uh, your audition show, um, and uh, that was really cool that he had put you up uh, to do that. So that was exciting. It was kind of nice to have that combination of that. So that was neat. Um, yeah. So he didn't I, make you guys go back to back, did he? No, no. Just no. <laughs> like I don't even know what you're talking about. So I'm like, <laughs> That I remember this night, you don't. Although that was really it's a high the dementia setting in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so it was great. It was great. 
Uh, now, let's. Do you remember that time period at all? Obviously, you don't remember performing then, but as like her residency. Yeah, that that month. Do you remember? Is there any particular thoughts that you had about it? Um, like, geez, I wish. Oh, I guess Mom's gonna go do comedy again instead of making us dinner. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't see that much of a difference because I tried to anno- ignore her anyways. Like when she got home. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like. I did, like, I did, like, I, I sure, I missed her a little bit, because she's my best friend, and, um, but, like, um, I knew, it, like, how much she wanted this, like, this isn't something she was talking about since she had, like, started comedy and really got into the comedy series, that she wanted to get comic in residence, and when she did, it was, like, a huge deal, so it was, it was, like, we didn't, I don't think anyone really blinked an eye, like, she, she, we're gonna, we're not gonna complain about her doing it, this is, like, her dream and she's living it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I if you ask me what my mother's dreams are, not a clue. <laughs> like uh, to hang out with her best friend at their beach house in Ocean City. Well, was, to, yeah. to cuddle up with her dog. I don't know. Like my mom has no aspirations. What she doesn't remember is that they actually came a lot. Kendra and Jessica came a lot to the studio because, um, like Jessica was. Uh, really, you know, she was just getting her feet wet. She was just starting to get booked on shows and stuff. So um, she was really into it. And Chris Fleming happened to be, um, oh, yeah. uh, had oh, stopped by uh, to do a set. And then he was doing a set the next night. And that night, Jessica wasn't there. And she was kicking herself. <laughs> so, well, he's going to be there favorite. the next night. Yeah. So uh, her and Kendra came because they're huge Chris Fleming fans. Not Kathy Ferris fans, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just neat to have be able to share that experience with them, um, and I was surprised at how much they did come and uh, and Jeff is really supportive of all of us. I mean he's he's kind of funny himself. Like he can really write a joke. Um, we won't tell him that, but he, he can. We'll make sure he doesn't learn how to download a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So. Uh, obviously, you guys have family uh, mm-hmm. outside of, you know, I'm sure Jeff and Kendra have said this too, but family members that know that you're both doing stand up comedy, how many of them are saying, to, how many of them have said to you, hey, you know, you can use that in your little acts and skits? Who doesn't say um, that? Like any conversation we have, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Because I'm wondering, has there ever been a time when somebody pitched one idea to Kathy and then she was like, yeah, no. And then she tried to pitch the idea to you? <laughs> not she or he but somebody in the family was like hey you know Kathy this would be really funny if you did X, Y, and Z and they're like eh, no it won't be <laughs> Uncle Artie and then he's like alright I'm gonna go talk to your daughter so she can listen to reason I think there might have been something that Jessica's boyfriend Greg tried to pitch oh. to us he does try to pitch us stuff oh my god all the time like right. he's trying to rework my set but Right. English is his second language, so like he really shouldn't. Be. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that is the, that is the best mansplaining ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> look, yeah. I know. Look at me. I, I don't know what uh, accent he is, but I'm gonna be whatever offensive accent I can be. Uh, look, honey, I know that you uh, that you do the funniest and things and all, but really, you should do it in like it is. I went from like Russian to Italian in like yeah, three I was words. Say yeah, that. I'm, I'm trying to hit that. all the bases of offensiveness with that terrible accent. Yeah, he is a Russian. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> he doesn't really have an accent. He just uh, a tenuous grasp on the English language. Yeah, uh, and he <laughs> says everything in a commanding statement. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, he will say things to us, but he won't. Be. 
he's not very enthusiastic, so he'll be like, you know, what you guys might want to think about talking about <laughs> is how some people use butter substitutes, yeah. and they don't realize it. Like, hmm. <laughs> and then we'll look at you guys, we're like, okay. <laughs> You gonna take that one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's Russian, so you know, I, he's just happy that he's not getting government issued butter. Yeah, pretty like, much. Look, I can try. I can try the. It's not. I can't believe it's not butter right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna stop with the accent. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> all right, so I'm cutting out audiences <laughs> left and right left here, and family right. members who can't hear this. Well, you are. Well, we're embracing them. So yeah. Jessica's dating him, and we're fine with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, luckily, I my family. I can avoid those conversations, so I'm good with, with them, <laughs> having them pitch me ideas. Occasionally, somebody will say something, uh, and my mother will sometimes do that. I'm like, Mom. but uh, all right, because this, my mother's never seen my comedy. No, never? no, because I won't let her go. I will now that I'm on Zoloft and lithium. I can't. <laughs> Last time I was in town, I was taking enough meds. I'm like, yeah, you could come, whatever. And it's not because my material is dirty, because it's not. I'm, I do a lot of yeah, clean stuff. Right. I curse in front of my mom now. I'm 37 years old. I'm taller than her. I don't care. Right? She can't She can't swing a wooden spoon as well as she used yeah. to. I'm fine. Uh, but I don't go on cursing rants or anything. But if I say a curse word, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to avoid them. So I don't, but I don't curse that much in my set. I don't talk about that much dirty stuff. So it's not I'm worried that my mom would come see me and be offended by something. I'm worried that my mother would come and see something offensive from somebody else that I can't control. Yeah. Like, I don't want my mom coming to, to a comedy show to see me and have uh, have her sit there through seven minutes of dick jokes from mm-hmm. some um, mm-hmm. douchebag bro guy that decides I'm going to turn my hat backwards now and that what makes me a funny man or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, Kathy, as a mother, is there sometimes where somebody's on the show, you just... Want to preemptively earmuff your daughter? Um, well, we do have a lot of follow-up questions on the way home. <laughs> um, I think that was especially when I was like 15 and yeah. like tra- going to watch them. But Jessica would ask... <laughs> Mom, what's then, a double-decker? Uh, well, honey. <laughs> well, even, as, like, even at eight, Jessica would ask questions like, why is home insurance necessary? And when do I need to get that? Like, So she always had questions. Right. Um, and she would start worrying about it then. So, yeah, she had a ton of questions about things. Uh, but no, I, you know, if she was going to do this, she was going to do this. And also, in fairness to the other comedians, that yeah, she's fifteen or sixteen, but you're doing your thing, and you know, I know, I know what's going to happen here, and she's still allowed to be here. So, you know, I don't want them to feel inhibited either, because sometimes you feel weird, you know, when yep. you're at a show and you're like, why is that twelve year old here, and why is he holding an Elmo, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't want any. Of that. I actually had more concern for that. And if she's going to do this, this is this is what it's about. Um, but we would have more conversations about like you know people's um, their performances and their way of doing it. You know, just more of the comedy thing of it. More critiquing yeah. than it is. Yeah, yeah. Or just uh, do really interesting in how they do, do it. Anal? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, or just like, yeah, you know, that really worked, and why did that work, and how, you know, is that something I can be doing? So, yeah. Um, have you had? Uh, is there anything? Well, you're, you know, you're a 19 year old girl. You have, well, I don't know how. Uh, let's. I'm not gonna get, try and get too deep and personal on this, but uh, <laughs> what, some people can speak to their parents about relationships with others, and 
the physical the physical things that go on and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Not to embarrass anybody. She holds hands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then. Okay. Yeah. We're all on the same page. But I mean, uh, you don't have to go into details. But are you open with? Uh, oh, she knows your boyfriend. Yeah. I'm. Just, I'm just making. You don't have to say yes or no. No, a hundred percent. But I mean, do you have those? Birds and bees conversations with with your mother. The closest I got to with my parents was I was like fourteen and I asked my dad, I was "Like, hey, would it be cool if I started going on dates with girls?" And he went, "Why don't you try keeping your room clean first? Then you can start thinking about girls." And that's where it's the beginning of my obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only sex talk I had with yeah. my family. Um, I mean, are you guys? Do you guys communicate in that? That? Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely because I'm like overly anxious about that stuff ever since I I was little like like young in high school and like starting to do stuff like just like like you know French kissing and stuff I'd be like I'm not sure but is this pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> she looked everything up on ehow.com. Yeah, like the amount of questions. She's asking me about home insurance at like eight. You can't imagine the question yeah. she's asking me at like 13 after health class. Uh, because I, I, as you know, Kathy, there's, I'm sure there's words that Kathy doesn't want you to hear or mm-hmm. subjects from other comedians. And the other way is they're like, you know, eventually you're going to make a joke about some real or fake sexual encounter um, or some intimacy issues or whatever with a boyfriend or a guy or whatever. Is there anything that you have done or have you at least addressed the thought of, oh man, if I make a joke about some guy catcalling me, do I have to worry about my mom getting concerned for my well-being or whatever? You know, I think that's kind of like one of the things that I have to accept. There's a lot of advantages with having my mom in like being a stand-up comedian like she like taught me how to do this not a lot of people have this it it was a much more like easy transition but I I feel like even when I was 16 I was like worried like man I'm gonna say shit in this next joke and I I feel like I could hear her in the audience taking like a deep intake of breath like when I like so I, I I don't know like We'll cross that bridge when we get there. My material itself isn't, like, too dirty. But I honestly, she, like, respects the craft of comedy so much that if it's funny, I don't think she, like, you wouldn't have I a would problem. not care. Like, right. Yeah. If it's funny and if it's really something that's important to her. First of all, if it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Secondly, you, you know, I'm, I'm pretty clean. Um, uh, but that's, just, that's only because I just tend to be clean. I don't purposely tried to be clean so if it wasn't clean i'm good with that too as long as it's funny yeah um yeah and then if it's authentic you know um that doesn't mean it has to be the truth but that it has something authentic about it. you're not just telling a tinder joke just to tell a tinder joke because mm-hmm. you're 19 and you should be telling a tinder joke i will tell you the only i am so sick of tinder jokes there is the only yeah. one the, there's one tinder joke that i heard from an open micer who i've never seen ever again that i laughed at um, and I'm like, damn it, I hate that you made me laugh at this one. And it's, uh, the joke was essentially, uh, I can, I love going to restaurants and seeing who's on a Tinder date because you can easily tell when she's going through the menu like this. <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. Now bring me another menu. Yeah, it's not bad. That, that, that was like the most original Tinder joke premise. And yeah. I'm like, eh, good for you. Everything else was like, yeah, so here's an awkward date. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, we, we've been down those roads. But, because yeah. uh, I, I, again, with my experience, my mom thinks she's funny. She's not. Um, I, if my mom, if I curse in a joke, I have that worry that if my mom sees it, goes, so, so do you really need to say 
you don't know shit about Stevie Wonder. Yeah. You, just say, you don't know yeah. Stevie Wonder. You don't say that. Say stuff. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you, that that has been a thought in your head too. Where it's like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna get mad if I say this curse word. I can feel like my heart rate consistently changing throughout my jokes, like depending on. My I think that's more on you though than yeah. on anything. No, like, yeah, like because yeah, yeah, she yeah. doesn't like swearing. In fact, she used to leave the room. Yeah, the, yeah with yeah, movies. Yeah. I didn't start swearing until I was, like, later. And I think, like, when used (laughs) appropriately, like, they can really, like, they can't umph up a joke. Like, people that say it too much, it definitely, it's, like... Oh, a yeah, problem. There's a, there's yeah. a balance yeah. with curse words mm-hmm. that I'm I'm not opposed to. Yeah, there's yeah. a point where it's like, all right, you're cursing for the sake of cursing. Yeah, yeah. like for me, it's a, it can be a nervous tick for some people. They just yeah. Yeah, yeah. if the, if the the, you know, the certain words just fit better because right. of consonants. Like um, Dave Radigan, last week I did a show uh, up in Portsmouth. And Dave Radigan was there, and he pulled me aside afterwards and. It's a joke about my haircut, how it's the haircut. Uh, it's a joke that I uh, that I do a lot about how I look like a racist because I don't have hair. Um, and I said one of the things, one of the punchlines is, uh, I look like uh, Breitbart stock photos. <laughs> and he probably goes like Breitbart stock photos, like that's a great line right there. And it's like, but have you ever thought about using it? It makes me look like a Breitbart commentator headshot. And I'm like, I like where you're going, but I like the emphasis of. Stock photo. Yeah. Like those pounds, those hard mm-hmm. consonants just will jolt yeah. into you uh, better than saying commentator headshot. Right. Yeah. right. And also I have a hard time saying bright bark stock photos. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it has a tongue twister for me. Mm-hmm. So I have to just be very specific <laughs> on how I say it. Otherwise it'll just come out. Yeah. So if I change it and I was like, if I change it up now, I'll try it. But if I change up now, I know it's going to fuck me up because yeah. I've trained my mouth to get, pause and get ready to say Breitbart stock photos. Right. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think of a curse and there's certain syllables and consonants mm-hmm. that just work better. Like with my Stevie Wonder joke I just said, I was like, you don't know shit about Stevie Wonder. Yeah. That's... That shit about Stevie Wonder, it jolts you, mm-hmm. gets it makes that input where if I change to, you don't know a damn thing about Stevie Wonder. Uh, I think with that accent it'll work. I like how we're workshopping here. This is great. Yeah. 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 Wait, we, have, fun. we actually do that a lot too, where we get married to words or their their terms or phrases. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I have a cork board that just has all of these on there where it's like a puzzle for me where I'll see it and I'll be like, I want to put this somewhere. I don't know where I want it to go yet, so it's just up on the board. And then when I'm doing something else, I'll look at the board and be like, eh, can I use that somewhere? Um, because I love those words together. I remember we were having like a, you just done a show, what, last week? And we were in the car driving home. And like, we're trying to talk you out of using the word lanyard, but you're just like, you love love the the word word lanyard. lanyard. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Lanyard. It has a curve to it. I, yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's a, it's a quirky turn. Like, I understand. It it will take me months to figure it out. It already has. It's taken me four months Mm -hmm. and it's still not there yet, but. Um, yeah. Have either of you ever tried writing for the other one? Like, hey, you know what? I was thinking of this the other day while I was cleaning. This joke will work perfect for you. Um, sometimes we'll think of each other's stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, we do. I, we've had these, like, couch chats, <laughs> like, and, like, exchange ideas and stuff like that. And we yeah. did that a lot. Um, 
Jessie's very much a better writer than I am. Like she, she can write like her blogs and things like that, and she can we can just like lift things out for bits. Where mine, she'll see something and be like, you know what? I think this word will work better than that word because it just doesn't make sense to me, or it just it doesn't feel right. And then we just go into it that way. Um, where I'm more of like I was thinking about this joke. Um, you might be able to con- you know combine it with that joke kind of thing. Especially if, like, we're gearing up for a show or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Zach and I don't do it, but my former roommate, Jesse Miles, and I would do it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, criti- just constantly critiquing each other's work, words, stuff like that going through. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll just be thinking about his jokes, and then I'll text him, like, hey, try this next time you go on stage. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that you... I think that's just a, a consequence of having two people... Consequence? I think it's just a, a natural thing to happen when you have two people doing the same job living in proximity with each other, you know? Yeah. Whereas, I don't know what other comedians... <laughs> I don't know how other comedians work, uh, re- workshop their stuff. Like, Jesse and I just... If, if The only things we will talk about is comedy gossip, workshopping jokes, and comic books. That's the only thing <laughs> we have about. Yeah. And movies. And yeah. everything else was... was there, was there was no... If we didn't... If we weren't... If neither of us was working on the new material, we didn't talk to each other. <laughs> if it was this, uh, the winter where there's no uh, comic book movies out, we weren't talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to yeah. force conversation. But... Yeah. All right. Since we are on the subject of jokes... Now it's time to go to everyone's favorite new game that I just made up. Finish your family member's joke. I'll come up with a better uh, name for that. All right, so this is what it is. I had you each write down two or three of your own jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, The premise of the joke, I'm going to read the premise of the joke to the other person and see if they can finish the joke. Uh, scoring does not matter, but uh, you want to do better than the other one. I'm so. super nervous because I, I, I'm so... I honestly am too. I don't think I know. Tell you what. This is how do... much I don't listen to you. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a, I was going to flip a coin, but I don't have a coin, so we'll go with... This is Jessica's uh, jokes. Uh... Now, this is going to be great. I, I want to see... Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do these in different orders just in case there was a a, a purpose attempt. Okay, to, like, I, I might not get word for word. Other. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I really like anime, which is just another way of saying I'm lonely. That is correct. All right, Kathy, you're on the board with one. <laughs> All right, uh, Jessica, for you, the best part of being a mom is oh, throwing away the art. is that the refrigerator joke yep okay can you give me the full joke i just want that's the full joke oh is is there something before this part of the joke nope no (laughs) (laughs) that's part of being a mom is throwing away the the art okay because i know that's like you have these you know set of punchlines that are so ingrainedly personal which i think is the when you're writing set of punchlines that's the hardest ones right Mm -hmm. because they become relatable whereas i can talk about relatable things i can't do it in a setup and a punch I just have to yammer for about four minutes. Um, okay. Kathy, for you. I'm scared. <laughs> Ron Weasley. Um, That's not exactly the okay, setup. That's just so the premise. Let me yeah. say, say I get this whole thing right. Okay. People say I look like Ron Weasley, but with um, uh, bigger boobs. That's not even less. close. <laughs> <laughs> More, wait, wait, was, uh, <laughs> bonus points. Who got more uncomfortable when Kathy was saying boobs? Kathy or her daughter? I was pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> what is it then? It's um, 
I'm not really an expert on anything except maybe puberty. I went from looking like Ron Weasley to looking like Ron Lee Weasley with hairier legs and slightly bigger boobs. Okay, so <laughs> kind okay. of close. Yeah, context, she was there. Yeah. Um, she, she was in the neighborhood. Somewhere, But yeah. we're unfortunately not going to give you those points, and you lose 50 points. Okay. Kathy, you're not at negative 49. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jessica, for you. I was kicked out of the Girl Scouts of America. Uh oh god. Um that's like it's like this is my new favorite joke. It's do you like do you know how hard it is to get kicked out of like America's biggest like I forget. Oh, that's my first uh, draft of that, right? Do you know? Oh, I, 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 different I, versions. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love this. Oh, I this thought is ver- it, she she knows version 1 uh, one, Yeah, I thought it was yeah, like 1.0. Yeah. Oh, do you know how right. hard it is to get Kicked out of America's biggest pyramid scheme wasn't. Right, I thought that right. was. Do you know how hard it is to get kicked out of a multi-million dollar pyramid yeah. scheme? <laughs> but no. What uh, is it? Um, when I was 11 years old, I was kicked out of the Girl Scouts of America. Oh wait, I think I do know. Because it. my troop leader yeah. hated me. Finish the joke. Okay. Um, I don't know the name though. Mrs. It's, Sullivan. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't Ms. remember. I think that Mrs. Sullivan did. Did she? No. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I was like. Um, I feel like she could just ask questions. <laughs> we'll no, just tell the joke. No, it was like it's like um, Mrs. Sullivan had just gone through a messy divorce, and uh, I reminded her a lot of Mr. Sullivan or yeah, something like yeah. that. Something. My parents would always say, "Kathleen, Mrs. Sullivan doesn't hate you. Mrs. Sullivan was going through an ugly divorce." And you reminded her of Mr. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a lot of jokes where we talk about the other one lo- where we you both think you look like a man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. So there's, guess, there's, yeah. there's a theme in your yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a family theme in your jokes here. I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. On to Kathy. The last one, I think. Oh, it's kind of long. I have a hard time connecting with people, especially the girls in my school. They all pretend to be unique by blank. Oh, I know you wrote more, but okay. I'm going to see if you can finish um, it. By uh, blank. Um, by um, salads and, uh, like, eating salads and having spirit animals. Um, uh, oh, you have a spirit. Oh, your spirit animal is a wolf. My spirit, my spirit animal is Deborah from Rite Aid. She has um, a stable <laughs> marriage, and <laughs> I don't know. Kathy <laughs> <laughs> just made a whole new joke. <laughs> no, she like you're getting them. Like Mixed it's up. like the it's the right. I saw rules I of three, so I wanted to see if you would come up with. A, uh, I saw what could potentially have been a rule of threes coming up. They all pretend they're unique by doing blank, blank, and blank, and then I guess there was another joke after that or something. It, I, she oh. was pretty close. No, what it's. Was I, I don't even remember myself. What it, um, they all pretend to be unique by taking a photography class. We're oh. talking about their spirit animals. Oh, your spirit animal's a wolf? That's cool. Mine's Deborah from Rite Aid. She has sensible shoes and a stable marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that's where like our writing is a lot alike, where we just have that same kind of cadence. Yeah. All right, and the last one on to you, Jessica. For years, I sponsored a child in Africa. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you, you not know you had a brother in Africa? I didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, but that, like, something about them doing better than us. Mm-hmm. Some that I do not remember though. Uh, it's, it's like they're doing better than your own kids, so you stop sponsoring them, 
right? No, I didn't stop sponsoring them. Okay. I started parenting <laughs> my kids that way. We just communicate through a third party. <laughs> Best part, cost me less than a cup of coffee a day. Uh, I do not know that joke. You I don't literally know that joke? no, no. Remember when that happened when I found out that they are my kid I was sponsoring is now going to junior college and you guys are not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwe here. He's getting trained on his. Why can't you? You know what? Yeah, it it makes sense why I blocked that out now. <laughs> oh, do you remember that? I was like, why am I still getting billed for this? <laughs> All right. Now that we have family trauma in the way, let's get the game, ladies and gentlemen. So, did we tie? Pretty I much. Yeah, I think so. All right. Oh, good. Now I don't feel as bad. I'll check the tape later and we'll see. Right. <laughs> I guess you're not supposed to know each other's stuff word for word anyway. No. But what's weird is that we, we write these things separately and then they'll come together and be like, I could tell that joke. Mm. You know? Maybe not the Ron Weasley one, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. One's blonde, one's red. So right, yeah, you right. can't, can't, Just... can't say, I look like a redhead when you have blonde hair. Right, right. Which, by the way, where is the red hair coming from, Jeff? I Recessive genes. Because uh, <laughs> Jeff doesn't have red hair. He has brown hair. No. His father is Scottish. Okay. Um, and a couple of my sisters, I've got five sisters, um, have red hair as well. So it's on both sides. Okay. But Jeff's father is Scottish. Okay. Yeah. So it's coming down from that side. I was just yeah, curious. yeah. I mean, I Jeff not looks Italian. The hair color yeah, until, Je- yeah. Because uh, I get mine from my father's German side. Um, I don't have red hair in my head. I have a red beard. <laughs> I'm still theorizing that I'm potentially adopted, but that's, I guess that's not something to bring up on the podcast. We'll talk about that in the no, car. Uh, actually, the home. <laughs> uh, I have this envelope here with <laughs> a gift card. To, to, right, here's a gift card. 99.9% uh, accuracy. You are her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I just now became Maury Povich. Right. Congratulations. Um, now, uh, let's uh, talk about the cosplay because we talked about the anime. I know you do some cosplay stuff. Yeah. Um, that's another creative outlet uh, for you. Is that something also, Kathy, that you can help out with? Because I've my mother is a crafter. She loves, um, make, you know, she made costumes for me as a kid. I've had her help me make costumes as an adult. Is that something you also jump into with? Um, I that? supported it, but mostly I just gave them my Amazon password. <laughs> they ordered stuff, and then they put the uh, their stuff together. They they would make props and all that. It's an incredible amount of organization that needed to happen for uh, for the cosplay that Kendra and Jessica would do. Uh, we have like a whole room just full of yeah. wigs and costumes, and it's. If I ever got pulled over, like in my trunk at times, there were like swords <laughs> and like sci-fi guns and stuff. Honestly, the most helpful thing she could have done was just being a supportive mother because it's really hard to like find someone that's like okay with your child dressing up as fictional characters. <laughs> it's apparently a lot more taboo than people think. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah people need to get a couple of cosplayers in on this, uh, and I haven't just pulled that trigger yet but yeah i know a few i've collected cards and exchanged information with people i want to have on sit down and talk about the crafting of cosplay because i respect it yeah so much that uh, i don't yeah. respect the i'm buying full-on outfits and then i'm going to go model them mm-hmm. i respect the creation <laughs> and the hard work and and making it and and going at to lengths of trying to figure out how to make a costume oh um, yeah um, not just i'm buying a costume and now i'm wearing it like mm-hmm. it yeah, that's great and cool and all, but I love the crafting. Like, I saw somebody make uh, an alien a xenomorph from the movie Alien. That's crazy using hard. electrical tape and two-liter bottles. The, and they made, like, the whole mask and 
whole body. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Whole That's body. Crazy, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it blew my mind. I have pictures of it somewhere, and it's just because it looked that good with yeah. the little items. I mean, if she if she had used crafting foam and all that, it would still look good, but she took things that you should not be able to make this and made one that looks just as good almost as a green capable one. So that's where I find yeah. uh, that's one of the things that interests me about it. How did you uh, you and your sister get into uh, the, the cosplay phenomenon? Is it uh, a case because of age? Like you're at the right age uh, for it? Or I is think the, time pl- the timing? Or was there something that, that was more of a catalyst? Yeah, no, I think the age... Eventually has... I'll stop asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll do that. Like I want to explain 17 different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it was the age. Like we're like, we're just super into anime. Like that was our thing for like a solid two summers. And um, But I also think a lot of it is like, we wanted to be cool to other people and that was like a great way like to think we were like quirky and cool girls without actually like just like i don't know because people like while there's a lot of judgmental people you do get a lot of props for like doing like cosplay and stuff people are are, a lot of people can be impressed by it so we wanted Mm, that (laughs) and they were like half and half where they would they may buy some of the costume, but like they'd have to make the footwear or they'd have to oh, yeah. make the props. And uh, I mean, there's certain, I mean, I'm uh, not saying you should not buy anything. Uh, like, yeah, don't yeah. don't, don't no, feel like but, you need right. to defend yourself. But there's people who just buy complete and total outfits. Oh, and, yeah. oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think yeah, there is, like, you know, there's, there's an art to also finding yeah. piece by piece, like the, the right gloves. You know, like, oh, Captain America right. wears red gloves, but he doesn't wear this kind of red glove. There's a. Right. Uh, or a, like you can only get this. It. So it's like, oh, you have to get. I went to the thrift store. I got these white boots, but now I'm gonna have to paint half of them. Yeah, in like a. It's I use a lot of a, like I know my most recent one. A lot of it is hot glue, and a lot of it's Mod Podge. Like so, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but it, it's I I find it therapeutic. You know, yeah. We're gonna do one more game thing now that we're on the subject. Oh, no. uh, I'm gonna give Kathy a pen. Um, okay. Uh, I want Kathy there to write down uh, what. Your her your what your favorite of her cosplays is, and the one you hate the most. Oh, I don't think you know any of the character names. I don't. Uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I would like you to write down what you think she would hate. Which costume of yours okay, she hates the most? That's probably that's pretty easy. Yeah, I'm giving you one and making her do can two. I, can I use the names? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah you can use the names. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring it up on the computer and we'll, and we'll show it to people. I figure right. since this is another thing, but while you guys are writing that, that let's go to a sponsor. No, I don't have sponsors. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I, I love how Justin P. Drew's, uh, um, his um, podcast is sponsored by Cohasset Insurance, <laughs> which is just Craig Martin. <laughs> like, I don't know if Craig's actually giving him anything for the, for it, but I love that. He's just like, on my podcast, Drew Romance, sponsored by Cohasset Insurance. Um, <laughs> So, but, uh, so yeah, when you, uh, with the cosplay, where is, uh, there was a bunch more questions I had, uh, and I kind of got distracted by this, this, uh, little game, um, that I came up with on the spot. Uh, oh, does your, does, uh, your boyfriend do the cosplay stuff with you, or is it, um, or is he the, is is he the purse holder at the cons? Yeah, I I forced, the first time we went to Ghana together, I forced him to cosplay with me. He hated it. Like, he absolutely hated it. He didn't understand it. Like, he was like, 
I didn't like having a wig on his head, which I understand. So he's become he has become he the, hated the dress. The resident and official purse holder, yes. Okay. But he's also he's a photographer, so he does a lot of that stuff. Oh, oh does he do? Oh, oh, that's a perfect marriage. That you yeah, get. yeah. So he can take the pictures for you mm-hmm. and put it out because that's also one of the. Uh, 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 Okay, cool. I had to figure out, like, I'm looking at the words and I went, I don't know which is what. <laughs> because I don't watch anime. I'm more comic book guy. Comic, and I, yeah. I, I just never liked that. No offense. I never liked the artwork of anime. I'm very offended. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I'll admit there's great anime stories, like Vampire yeah. D. Even though the, the the mouth on the hand thing is a little weird, but that's yeah. what it is. Lily Can is a great anime in space. I just never cared for the artwork and that vignetting. Uh, the, yeah, the vignetting on the edges of the screen always. It's an me. acquired taste because, like, I some people just like don't get it, and I can totally see why because it's different. It's different, like, and they the tactics they use, like, and the way they film it and draw it. It's it's not like normal TV, but I, I love it. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're gonna go with. Uh... I guess I, I I really did not think this bit through, but <laughs> we'll figure out how I'm gonna to announce this one. Okay, so Kathy, we have whose handwriting is what? Mine says favorite and worst. Oh, favorite is okay because favorite you you, you did write worst in here. I didn't recognize the word favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Because uh, I'm not used to seeing things uh, in a positive light. No, because I'm like, <laughs> right, look, I'm just gonna show this to to. to it looks like she. It looks like you wrote a Japanese word. Like doesn't like. <laughs> it does. Like, it does. Kind of, yeah. It does. There's like a, a little pen ink there. It looks like uh, 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 the pronunciation for the word fajoric. Like <laughs> Norse god for all I know. So I okay. Um, Jessica. Yes. Look at your uh, look at your mom uh, and right in the face and tell her. What you think cosplay she hates the most? I think you hate Yoko the most. The one that's literally just a bikini top and like a <laughs> huge gun. <laughs> is, that, is that bringing anything to mind? Should I bring up a picture? Like, you um, know, the one with the huge red ponies? Yeah, no, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. I do not like that one, but that wasn't the one I hated the most. Oh, Jesus. What should, is it like one of the old ones? Yeah. Oh, God. What one? What, the one that you made yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Oh, oh, I was going to. Uh, oh. oh, I guess we're already okay. talking about it. Go ahead. There, yeah, go the ahead. The one that you, you made your yourself and then like. You had all that red on it, turned the whole couch red. <laughs> Do what? Get... I don't remember that. You had like hair stuff in. Oh God! Wait, that that was way before like actual. No, put them considering that cosplay. Okay, that was and before. And then you I... fell asleep in it. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I used to not know what wigs were, so I would just take that party spray and like spray my it hair, and awful. I did. I did fall asleep right. in it. Yes. Right. So you dye you, you sprayed more red into your hair with a uh, red hairspray. Yeah, like the party spray because I uh-huh. I didn't understand the concept of wigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is this is yeah. I can see why you think your mom would hate this. Guy. Yeah. 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 That mm-hmm. one. I didn't even know about that, it until just, afterwards. Just like, that makes what? me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Right. Um. And that was a red haired one. So is that a, the the one that you sprayed your hair red and turned was, the couch red? That was actually a, a dude I was doing. Like when I was in middle school, I was doing Gara from Naruto. Like I was like, I, 
it was bad. It was it was. I wouldn't. No, really Yogara one was very good, but the one no, you that made one yourself. Yeah, that one I did him later again. Okay, right. it was your first Gara was yeah. just. Awful. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was a learning curve. Yeah, learning curve. I didn't tell her that at the time. <laughs> I had uh, one one of the costumes I had my mother help me make uh, before we move on to the to the favorites was um, uh, a Trojan man um, superhero costume, but from the condoms. Yeah. Oh my oh. god! From like the, the Boston stuff. Uh, the Boston what? You, there's a t- uh, there's a commercial Trojan mod the condoms. Yeah, they had their a pretend superhero character is their voiceover right. guy. I'm, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Definitely see it. They don't do it in TV, but they do it on the radio commercials. So the reason I did this was because um, the hip hop club that I did a radio show from every year we do the Halloween costume there. Halloween costume contest. It's like a thousand dollar prize or whatever. And in years past, the guy who won, uh, there's the same guy would win every year. And it's a guy who comes in, dresses a giant penis, and shoots silly string out of the top of it. <laughs> so we did put in stipulation you cannot have won previous years. So he was yeah. eliminated from the contest this year. But we still wanted to uh, put him in his place. So what we did is the gag was going to be we're going to have him come up on stage. And just as he goes to shoot silly string, I was going to jump out from, from somewhere <laughs> as a, as a super, dressed superhero condom person <laughs> and throw a trash bag over him that, oh, that I wrote fun. Trojan condoms on. And just throw a condom trash bag over and then have the, the audio Trojan. Mom. <laughs> Great concept did not work in a club of 4,000 people listening to his music. They did not get fucking shit. They're like, hey, we want to see the penis with the things. Why are there trash bags here? I was actually worried, and I'm in my late 20s when this happened. I was, I did not want to explain the concept of Trojan Man condoms to my mother, <laughs> even though I needed her to help me make this. <laughs> so, all right, moving on to favorite. Um, Jessica, what do you think is your mom's favorite cosplay of yours? Okay, I think the favorite is uh, Sarah Farron, which is the girl with pink hair and the big. Huge bow and arrow. Yep. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Yeah. I got pink one with sword. Is that something? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote. Pink one with sword. That is, oh, that's right. That's yeah, yeah. That's arrow, like yeah. one of my favorites, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sarah Farron? Yeah. Sarah Farron from Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. I know what Final Fantasy is. It's a video game. Yeah, it's a video game. Yeah. 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 I was never yeah. much of a video game guy either growing up, so there's certain that, like, I love uh, going to uh, Otakon, which is... I've never been, but I want to go so bad. It's... It's, dude, and honestly, you don't even don't even buy tickets. Just hang out outside of the convention. Center. I heard that. Yeah, like you like you um, really don't yeah. need to get into the dealer's hall or whatever. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff back there. Yeah. But, uh, just watching, <laughs> just the, the 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 cosplay alone in the outside lobby is tremendous. Like I have so much uh, uh, respect for the people that. Not only are they like there's no attached hotel to the convention center. If you're going, same thing with Baltimore Comic Con and Otakon. Uh, which is the biggest anime convention uh, in in America? I think the only other big one is something in Japan. Uh, I don't think it's called that either. But mm-hmm. uh, Otakon is basically the biggest uh, anime convention, and I've been, and it is a hoot. So these people not only have to make their costumes and lug them over, they have to walk through the streets of Baltimore in costume that... at seven a.m. on a Saturday and <laughs> Sunday as cars are just driving by, going, "What in the fuck was that?" <laughs> Like, it's fun here in Boston to get on the T during Boston Comic-Con because you'll see a couple people in costume. Yeah. But and these people will put on a costume and walk four, five, six blocks or, or more in costume down through Baltimore. And it's just like, it makes, it melts my heart. It's so adorable. And like, that is an amazing amount of confidence. No oh matter my God. what the costume is, whether it's, you know, pink 
the, the pink bikini outfit there. That mm-hmm. takes a lot of guts to wear in public. But even putting on a full... Yeah. Uh, what's that? Trudeau or whatever. Well, putting on any type of full, like, full costume where you're hidden is, is yeah. still... Yeah, I remember, like... Me, me and my sister, like me and my sister in full costume, like intense makeup, huge wigs and props, and just sitting in a Chili's with my mom, (laughs) 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 trying to get some appetizers. (laughs) That's the tough part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Have you? uh, All right. You're. I don't think you. I don't know if you've had. Let's talk about the Me Too movement. Why not? Um. I know it's so hard. To, sometimes my tone, and you just hear me going, "Yeah, okay, whatever." But no, I um, have you had any ex- bad ex- bad experiences with men uh, in comedy and or cosplay? You don't have to go in detail. If yeah, you don't want no, to, it's not. No, honestly, um, I haven't had like anything too bad. Uh, can like in like the cosplay community or or the comedy community, really. It's just I think it's really just like. People not wording things right and coming off creepy. Okay. But uh, but to be fair, um, I'm an incredibly socially awkward person, and anime conventions tend to be the beacon for people who with who are socially awkward. Oh, yeah. So it's I a, ca- like magnet, I totally yeah <laughs> yeah um, we kind of we all, all the, take refuge in this. They're, you're, they're yeah. all, you're, uh, cosplayers are all awkward moths. Yeah, and the conventions are a flame. So yeah, so I think some like there's been like times where people word things weirdly or like trying to give a compliment, but I I don't, like it. It's not nothing big. Like okay. yeah, I've I'm really lucky because my I know, curi- like, my yeah. curiosity comes in is is the incident of this happening more often in comedy or in cosplay or yeah. is it a fifty fifty or just not creative? That's what I wonder because I yeah I dab around in both of those worlds, but again mm-hmm. I'm a uh, you know short fat white bald headed. <laughs> Dude, nobody says anything weird <laughs> and uncomfortable to me because also if somebody says something uncomfortable to me, I can punch them in the jaw. <laughs> I come from that world where I can do that. Yeah, you know, for women it's different. Like, mm-hmm. um, I had, uh, uh, like if you if you read the interview or if you listened to the podcast with Kelly McFarlane where she was talking about getting uh, some guy at a, at a show just got up and just was walking at her and like you know saying sexual things and, and was like, I'm gonna take you out back. And uh, yeah. uh, I was like, I never have to have that. I, at no point in my life am I ever going to have that fear mm-hmm. of that happening. Yeah. Because if somebody, if a heckler gets up and starts getting inappropriate, I can and will and have smash him in the face with a mic stand or something. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't, that's a fear, even in the cosplay, like walking around in public with a bunch of months of people in a bikini yeah. costume. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the, the, the terrible things that certain people are going to say or do or whatever. Uh, and I'm glad that you don't have that that experience no, where it seems yeah, like that. But. but it's definitely an issue. I haven't personally experienced it, but I, like I've heard these like people's accounts and stuff, and it's terrifying. Like, yeah, really, it's sad because like both comedy and cosplay, but it's supposed to be fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, do you, is there what's your major concern when she goes to a convention or anything like that, Kathy? Is it like, uh, do you worry as a mother? Do you worry about those things, or do you just like look? I can't sit at home and f- dwell on this and or it'll drive me crazy. Or it's like, Jessica's tough. She can handle herself. Well, yeah, no, I don't really worry one because she's always with somebody else. Okay. So if she's not with um, Greg, she's with Kendra. So she's not alone. Um, and, you know, especially with the, this Me Too movement, the biggest thing that um, when they were younger, I would say to them, like when they were going to a dance, I'd say, you know, if a boy asks you to, to dance, even if you don't want to, you should because it takes a lot of courage to do that. 
Now I wouldn't say that. Now I'd be like, if you feel uncomfortable, fuck politeness. Mm-hmm. Just, just get out of it. Yeah. Um, it's just a very different. It's just a different tone. Um, so no, I don't really worry about her because that's really what you know our message is to her, and she knows that anything that anything uncomfortable, whatever, we can come get her. But they're never alone, like. Especially at a convention. And I think what's helpful is um, with that bikini costume, I'm carrying a huge bazooka, so maybe that's <laughs> not the best one to approach me in. Yeah, yeah we well, have a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Weapon. <laughs> yeah. It's a fake bazooka, yeah. I assume. Uh, but it's still going to hurt, yeah, p- hurt if you get a, a good walloping with it. Yeah, PVC pipe can hurt. Oh, yeah. I, it'll leave a mark. <laughs> uh, does Does Jeff help with any of the costumes? Uh, yeah, he's it? helped fi- like fix a couple things. like All like the wooden stuff and stuff. He'll like yeah. yeah, he yeah. seems like a crafty man. He's yeah. super handy. He can fix or build anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you uh, had to design uh, a entire cosplay outfit from scratch, yeah, and you can only have either Kathy or Jeff. Get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who are you picking for your team? I'll go with the one that who knows how to work a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. If I love that on, drink. If, if it was me between my mother and my father, my father, you know, who was an incredibly uh, handy man, kind of like construction worker kind of guy, you know, yeah. um, I would still go with my mom because I can I can do the song and screw and screwdrivering. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to do the painting and yeah. the craft the detail stuff that my mother is incredibly good oh, at. Oh, see, she can do that. Yeah. Yep, see, that's where the opposites are. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, let's wrap this up with one more question about comedy. Um, you know, I've never asked anybody this uh, in all the interviews I've done, mm-hmm. so let's try it here. What are what are, what are our future hopeful goals uh, for yourselves and your comedy, and what are the ones that you have for each other oh oh that's deep. plot you might, yeah i'm so, <laughs> too deep on this one that might have been um because i feel like like you know if, uh, while you guys think about that i'll explain again going back to jesse like i want you know just you know, i i have different aspirational goals for my comedy than i do my yeah. my, my old roommate jesse miles uh who's basically my best friend in boston right now um he wants to be a new york comic uh, that, that's his goals, and that's what I want from him. And that's where he'll fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm more. I want to be doing everything, everything, comedy, and everything else. I want to do comedy, acting, sketching, writing. This I want to do so many other things. And I would assume he knows that too. That if I just got bogged down yeah. with doing only one thing and uh, and stuck doing only one thing, he knows it would be torturous for me. Yeah. Whereas, hey, he could just be a New York comic bouncing clubs to club. That's what I would want for him because I know that's what he would want for himself. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is, there, is there a similar, do you guys have a similar, I don't really ask people what they think the future of comedy is going to be, but I figured, well, eh, we're here now. <laughs> Let's see what, uh, see where we can take this. I'm really, my my personal current goal is just to be able to do it more consistently because it's hard, it was really, it got really hard double majoring second semester to, to be able to like get out on the scene. Mm-hmm. So like that, my personal goal is to, yeah, just like. Be able to like make a more set schedule so I can really set aside time for this like thing that I want to do. For my mom, I have bigger dreams for her in mind. <laughs> um, I like I honestly think that she could probably she could win like the Boston Comedy Festival or and that's one of my goals for her. And if she doesn't meet them, you're not my mom anymore. But um, <laughs> like, uh, you hear that, Jim McHugh? But I, I like I also I could see her like getting on like one of those like late night shows and doing like a stand up bit. Like I think she undersells herself. Like she 
could absolutely do that. I think that's well in reach. Wow, those are big goals. Yeah. Uh, so putting all the pressure on you and taking yeah. it off myself. <laughs> we were just talking about this because I, I, I would love to get a late night spot. I think like I, I love writing to that. I love writing, you know, like a five minute spot that could get on late night. Yeah. Um, I also feel like you would be a great monologue writer. Yeah. That's a certain skill set that, yeah. you know, like don't take this wrong when I say like I don't think you would do well if you had to be a sketch writer. No. Like oh, no. Out. I don't take that wrong at all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so do you, do, you, do you like writing sketch? Uh, no, no. I'm saying you're absolutely right. I would oh. not want to. Yeah, because like, I was talking to Larkin Martin about it, and it is a very particular brain set that works in monologue writing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, my thing with comedy is that I just love doing it. And that, you know, those are great goals and stuff, but um, I'm going to be just as happy doing whatever I'm doing right now um, and just keep trying to get better at it. Especially this year. This year has been really like crazy trying to figure out how to do 30, how to do 40 well. Um, and so that's been kind of fun and try to model to Jessica that it's like, you know, enjoy the ride. You know, the, you, you can get really tormented in this stuff uh, real quick and that if you just enjoy where you're at with it, um, that's great. I love doing workshops. I really do like um, writing and workshopping with people. I love the mechanics of a joke. So to be able to do that more and to be somebody who, you know, people feel like, gee, she does this well. I'd really like to work with her um, doing that. That's a big goal of mine, especially here in Boston. To just be somebody in Boston that, like when you say Boston comedian, Kathy Ferris is on that list. Um, for Jessica, she's an incredible writer. Um, she really, she really is. I really think that she could write comedy for anything, um, but more so, I, just do what you want to do. You know, have fun, have fun with it. Um, but I think when you're good at something and you know it, um, and you get to challenge yourself with it, you have this like, you know, that's better than any you know drug in the world. So I just hope that she just continues to do that. Yeah. Um, and then final question was uh, when she started doing the stand-up um sometimes when you talk like tom Co- tom and louise cotter uh, mary louise cotter yeah tom and mary louise cotter um i think they're you know there's plenty of people say oh i would never let my kid do this mm-hmm. was that a, a thought at first thing it was like when she started doing it, it was like oh she's gonna have a rough time with this or was it good she's gonna be great at this and she's gonna su- succeed i i actually love that she was doing it because there were younger people in the scene who were doing this and i really admired the fact that they had something that they were working towards and there were there is a discipline and it does takes vulnerability it takes all these amazing skills that you're always trying to teach your kid how to do you can get all that at an open mic when as as somebody who does this so when she decided to start doing it i was really excited about that because you know like it's it's tough to get up there um and be vulnerable and um and work at something um and then it's powerful to be able to make somebody involuntarily laugh so, uh, and if people who are listening to this podcast don't already know who you guys are, Kathy, is there somewhere people can find find comedy stuff about you? Or? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have Kathy Ferris at kathyferris dot com. F A R R. No. Well, yeah. we gotta spell this because you. It's have Ferris with an A. You have a fin- you, well, <laughs> uh, Why am I? Why am I uh, spelling Ferris? We should be spelling Kathy, yeah, right, which right. is the interesting spelling of K A T H E. Right. And, and that's the way that was your parents who parents doing? No, no, I changed that when I was 16. I was okay. working with this really incredibly hot guy at um uh 
at a rec center. And he just one day suggested, you know, you should probably maybe start spelling your name with an E. And I'm like, okay. Legally, had it changed? Yeah, I just started it. Like, I just, st- no, it's not legally. It's just that that's how I spell my name. And I, since 16, I've always spelled my name like that. And I liked it. It made sense. Like, Kath- it's spelled Kathy, you know, okay, like but an is E. It, yeah. Is it K A T H E on your driver's license? No, it's Kathleen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, okay then. All right. Oh, I got worried there for a second. Like I know. Why are you uh, worried? He's I, really hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard me, obviously people have pronounced it wrong. They've plenty of people called it You know, the best thing about that is that I always know when it's a telemarketer because yeah. they don't know how to spell my, they don't know how to pronounce my name. So, Because um, I know somebody got really upset. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody had said it said it wrong. Heard you correct them as as they came off introducing them. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I was looking at the paper like it did. I didn't know that was there supposed to be a Y. And I was like, no, no, no. she spells it like that. K A T H. Oh, I don't. I, yeah. That does not bother me at all. It does not I think offend me. Just worried that some people get get upset at themselves when they say somebody's name. Oh wrong. yeah, yeah. Wrong. I don't think that's what it was. Is they felt oh. bad that yeah. they thought they said it wrong yeah. because it was spelled wrong or whatever on the page. Oh, got it, got it, yeah. No, no, I know that it's weird, so I, you know, I don't I don't ever care about that. Yeah, I tell people when they ask how to pronounce my name, like, this is how you pronounce it. If you get it wrong, I am not going to correct you. Uh-huh. No one's going to know the difference. <laughs> don't get over, right, uh, don't, right. don't get so apprehensive and concerned about it. If you go out there and say anybody else's name, I'm still walking out on stage. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I love that. There's plenty of times where I've walked out to somebody else's name because they didn't show up and no one told the host. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, K-A-T-H-E-F-A-R-I-S. Right. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then is there... Is, uh, see, all right, here's where I, it got weird for me in the beginning of this. When you started on the comedy scene... I wasn't sure if, you know, same same name could be a question, yeah. but I had trouble finding you on social media because you were under 18. I think Facebook is very weary about yeah. <laughs> but when I put in Jessica Ferris and they're like, all right, you 35-year-old guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, filters girl. work. <laughs> uh, so I think I think that, I think think Zuckerberg just looked took one look at my profile and went, yeah, you're not allowed anywhere near her profile. <laughs> um, so I don't know if there is any of your stuff online uh, for cosplay or comedy. Uh, I have my cosplay stuff. I don't really put my comedy stuff on because I'm like, Still, wor- I'm like working on like yeah. my like very like my yeah. Boot. We are a little protective of that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't. I don't know. I right. want pe- people gotta come to see that. <laughs> right. Right. Like uh, on your Facebook page. So like, if she's in a show. Yeah. No. I usually, that, yeah, but... I usually promote it on my Facebook or um, yeah. my Instagram. That's the only place that, as a parent, I've kind of stepped in and said, nope. You know. I'll promote it too on mine, you know, like we'll do what you need to do because when you're on a show, you should promote a show. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, not right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, want, yeah, yeah. You, want, you don't want the wrong people showing up to show. Yep, yeah. yep. I get it. Yeah, especially with, well, with yeah. the, uh, she who shall be not be named mm-hmm. and her wild rants. Oh. I don't know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's one thing that Jesse didn't fight us on, which was great. You know, where that's the only time I stepped in. I was like, nope, you can't have a thing on Oh, yeah. Here. I definitely had, yeah. uh, I was definitely unparent monitored internet growing up <laughs> when I was uh, your age. And it was, uh, my, my parents should have stepped in a lot more on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I came out fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Uh, I think this is going to be a great talk. 
Thank, Thank you for both you. coming in and doing this. Thank and, you. And, and yeah. Playing along with my unsuspecting my unsuspecting game show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and doing the things that you do, like sharing and rating and leaving comments. I'm assuming that you're all doing that as I'm closing this podcast right now. Editor!